right, here we go. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast. This is the Week 12 College Football Betting Recap. From week 13, look ahead. I'm Stucky, and with me as always is Colin Wilson. This will be a quick episode, by the way. I mean, we're going to be back with you in just a few days. because We'll have episodes early this week with the holiday. Happy Thanksgiving, gamblers. We're thankful for you. Hope everyone had a good weekend. Con, how was yours? It was a very wide spectrum in week 12 of like nailed it and whiffed it. It was quite amazing. I'm so bad I faded Alabama. I mean, I faded Arkansas bet Alabama there. I, that Alabama team is not winning the national title. Go watch Arkansas against Georgia and then Arkansas against Alabama. And that's all you need to know the difference between those two teams. The worst thing that could ever happen to the college football playoff, by the way, is that if Alabama gets in with two losses because that that's Alabama's path to winning the national title is two losses. And I'll tell you why, if they lose to Georgia and then there's just a bunch of chaos and they put Alabama in still with two losses, because it was like a close loss to Georgia, then Georgia would have to play them again because you have to put Alabama as the four seed and Georgia would have to play Alabama again, the next game in back-to-back games. That's such a disadvantage for the team that just won for the team that went undefeated. But college football playoff, quick thoughts. I mean, Ohio State, destruction, absolute destruction uh, over Michigan State. Michigan State couldn't score because if they did, uh, C.J. Stroud could have thrown for 1,000 yards in the game. I mean, not even kidding. The game could have ended. They could have put up 100. 100 burger. What is is the term for that? Is it 100 burger? (laughs) A uh, hundred double, a double, a double whopper or something. So look, Ohio State, I think, is the best offense in the country. I don't think many people would disagree with that. Georgia is the best defense. Those two teams are are in. And now it gets a little dicier, right? I mean, Oregon's now done. The Big 12 champ, if Oklahoma State runs the table, or they at Notre Dame is back in the conversation. You know, how do you see this playing out? Well, I mean, Oklahoma State's going to be a favorite this weekend, and I know that you and I are – so everybody listening, we're recording this on Sunday morning, and only – I think DraftKings has popped up in Oklahoma State minus one. Uh, I think another jersey book popped up in Oklahoma minus one. I've already seen our, our power rating numbers. I've already seen SP+. This thing is going to gravitate towards Oklahoma State being a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Defensively, they are just putting on clinics. I really thought Donovan. I thought Donovan Smith and Texas Tech was going to be able to generate some sort of points after what they looked like the week before. Uh, Oklahoma State is putting on absolute clinics. I don't believe in the offense whatsoever. But Jim I, Knowles for Jim Knowles for the Royals. I mean, I don't. I don't believe Oklahoma State is necessarily back, uh, especially on offense. Uh, so uh, I think Oklahoma State is going to win this game. If that happens, 
You get an Oklahoma State Baylor Big 12 championship. I don't know. I haven't seen the updated odds. It's Sunday morning, but Oklahoma State last week I talked about on the Sources podcast with Brett. I said 80 to 1 is a stupid number and that needs to be hit. And I still think Oklahoma State, they're going to be favored this weekend and then they'll be favored again over Baylor. I think they have a great shot. Baylor can't trip up against Texas Tech, though. So we'll see. I mean, Texas Tech looked awful right. last week, but if Baylor loses, then it's Oklahoma again. And that would be tough. It would be tough for Oklahoma State to beat. I mean, either one of those teams to win two in a row. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think Oklahoma State's going to beat Oklahoma. I was not impressed with Oklahoma. Uh, I would bet Iowa State there a million times over. Oh, oh, just awful bounces. I think Iowa we State. take some shit in the voicemails, but it's like, listen, Brock Purdy can't fumble with 10 seconds left in the second quarter next to the goal line, get picked up and ran back. All right. And I mean, the whole handicap in that game was they should be Big 12 champs right now, but there's three turnovers in the game. And then Iowa State gets into these spots. And they shit the bed every time, every year. And it's just – it's like clockwork. Yeah, there was five five game-changing plays in a span of five game minutes, and they all went Oklahoma's way. Midfield ball gets batted, 10 seconds left, and right into a defensive lineman's hands. Second half, first drive, Caleb Williams, who was horrendous, by the way, 8 of 18 for 80 yards, he gets – and this is against an Iowa State secondary that hasn't been able to stop anybody. He gets sacked in the end zone, fumbles. It somehow bounces again into a, a Oklahoma lineman's hands. This, by the way, came after the opening kick that was muffed but bounced right out of bounds. You know, then you have a fourth down that they got, and then Iowa State didn't get a fourth down. Um, and they still had a chance to win. I was not impressed with that Oklahoma team at all. And that's who they are. I mean, they you barely beat Kansas. We almost had it. We almost had. I I took some flack. I got some mentions on Twitter about taking Kansas at the money line round robin parlay. But uh, hey, you know what? Lose it a field goal at the very last second in the game. I I would bet that. There's my bet regret right there. For some reason, I had actual money across the counter on Kansas point spread, but I didn't get it in the app. So uh, there's a bet regret there. Yeah, for the round robin on on the big bets on campus live show, which which is always on Twitter live, ten thirty a.m. Eastern every Saturday morning. We had, we had a couple of the round robins were so close. Kansas, mm-hmm. East uh, Navy, East Carolina steals another game. UAB, UTSA steals another game. Um, but let's go. Let's before we get to voicemails, best call, worst call, bet regret. I'll say best call has to be Ohio State. I mean, it does not get any easier than that. You know, you, when you're laying three touchdowns, you, you worry about a back door. When you when you don't have to worry about the back door after one quarter and you know that there's zero chance that there's going to be a backdoor, it's very rare. So I, I, I got to say Iowa State. Uh, I have to say Ohio State. Worst call uh, has to be Texas Tech. This is a team that was absolutely thoroughly dominated. I mean, it, this, this game, let me, let me tell you some stats here. Oklahoma State – Held Texas Tech, and this is some garbage yards in here, to 108 yards, 1.9 yards per play. I would say Bale. I would say Kansas State. I was off there, but I, I needed Bohannon to play that game. Um, Bohannon gets hurt in the first half, and this kid Shapin comes in and plays really well. I uh, was impressed with the Baylor defense, though. Um, let's see. Is there anything else? Bet regret was UMass. I, I'm wearing UMass now. I – was had it up. You ever have a bet up? And then I had it up. And then if I put it in, I was going to put it in the app. 
like I had it up. I had my amount in the box to hit submit. And then I said, yeah, you know what? I got a little gunshot. And I said, I, I, I think Army probably is going to be up big at some point. And I can get a better number. Maybe I can get a better number second half. And uh, that didn't happen. UMass was one of the easiest covers of the day. So that's my best, worst call and bet regret. How about you? Well, I thought UMass was actually going to win that game and go over their win total. So uh, that was close there for a minute. I'll be real quick with some of mine. I mean, worst call, I took Akron against Kent State. They got blanked. Kent State actually, defense actually put <laughs> kept Akron from scoring. Bad call there. Uh, went on the podcast, made a million reasons why Wake can beat Clemson, and then told everybody to – uh, pay attention to the market because the market is screaming Clemson is winning. I'd say worst call me taking Wake. Uh, but really the worst of the weekend was me taking Florida Atlantic, thinking that their pass coverage could hang with Western Kentucky. A uh, couple of really bad plays. Don't say his name. Don't say his name. New yeah. podcast rule. Not allowed to say his name. I'm, I'm completely done with that program. From a best call perspective, just absolutely nailed it on Utah first half. Washington State on Friday night minus 14 was easy in that fog and cold and snow. Nebraska, Wisconsin over. You and I talked about it on the Big Bets on Campus Live. I don't know what it is with this series. If you go back and check Nebraska, Wisconsin every year, the game always ends up in the 50s or higher. I can't understand what goes on in this series. And then finally, a third week in a row. I don't know where the odds makers are making this Wyoming number. They are dominating teams, dominating. Three weeks in a row, I've been cashing on Wyoming, and I'm, I'm not going to stop betting them. Bet regret, by far, on the podcast, telling everybody that Florida International is done and Seth Luttrell is covering every game. I think that was 35-0 in the second half. Uh, North Texas is playing out of their mind, but more importantly, Florida International is has been done for a long time. They're, they've quit. They've quit. Let's all right. It's time for us to get the voicemails and then we'll take a quick look at next week and then we'll get out of here because we're going to be back in a couple of days and this is a crazy week. So we got to go find some winners. But here are the voicemails. Bad beats, back doors, and miracle covers. However, you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the Big Bats on Campus podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Leave a message after the bleep. Hey, Stuck. Hey, Colin. Dylan from Iowa here. Long-time listener going all the way back to the D-Gen and Juice days. And I just need to get my rant of the week out on a Friday f***ing night already from last night's bullshit or Wednesday night's bullshit or whatever it is. The week's f***ing blurring together already because of f***ing action. has me so f***ing hot. Central Michigan, you know, you're seeing some of this steam, bad weather, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the under moves from, like, 60 to 57. And I'm like, you know what? This is overreaction. I kind of like the over at 60. I'm going over 57. F*** it. First half, we just f***ing are right on pace to just blow it out of the water. What are we on pace for? Like, f***ing 70 points? And then all of a sudden, action happens. A nine-point second half. You know, midweek, like, I'm already in a f***ing rut. I've got to go to work all f***ing day. i got to take care of my kids when I get home. All I want to do at night, you know, is sit down and watch some f***ing good action football that hits my f***ing bets. And here we are getting nine points second half. Just f***ing atrocious. Yeah, by the way, there's nothing. There's a couple of them every weekend that are so brutal when it's a huge blowout. And then you got to watch your over just live a slow death. And in the second half, when it's like 45 to nothing and then nothing happens for an entire half, the underdog might get close and turn it around downs or something. Yeah, those are painful. Sorry, brother. 
screw the University of Auburn. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what to say at this point. Like, like 14-0, got me feeling all good. Parlay's looking great. Nope, just lose the in South Carolina. I, I mean, screw that program. I mean, I get your first-year coach, but can the guy. You f***ing can't lose to South Carolina. Just you can't. F*** Auburn. That's it. Yeah, I mean, Auburn, I, this is a box score that's just completely mesmerizing to me because South Carolina, they finished uh, less in yards, overall yards per play, but they won 101 yards in hidden yards, which means they had an average field position of the 32-yard line versus Auburn at the 23. Auburn's secondary, I don't know if there's some injuries going on back there with Roger McCreary, they were absolutely horrible. Uh, but, I mean, from an offensive perspective with TJ Finley and, and Tank Bigsby, they had big days, so... Uh, very uncharacteristic of Auburn and their secondary to get lit up, which they did by Jason Brown, three TDs. Um, but uh, yeah, very bad field position, just a real sloppy game by Auburn. Weren't prepared for this at all. Maybe overlooked the Iron Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that's their Super Bowl now. From watching Alabama, does Auburn have a shot there? Offensively, yeah. I mean, I have to check on the status of Roger McCreary and Smoke Monday. I mean, what's going on with the secondary? Because that's where South Carolina attacked them. If those guys are fully healthy and there wasn't injuries that played into the fact in the Auburn secondary, then this should be all systems ago on a very inflated Alabama line. Yeah. You should get Auburn over two touchdowns, maybe closer to three. Who knows how much of an overreaction the market has to that Auburn loss. Cox plus seven and a half. Cox money line. You can stick your numbers with Bo Nix minus 13 and a half, Colin, and stick them up your ass. The Cox win outright. The Cox are going bowling. The Cox are going to take down Clemson next week and be 7-5. Let's go. Hey, Colin Stuckey. It's Quinn from South Carolina. Who's Rice Stadium victorious. I just got to laugh at you guys. You've been paying South Carolina all season long. Under four wins. <laughs> we are six and five. We're going to a bowl game. We're going to crush Clemson. Just you guys. Go Gamecocks. Don't make me bet Clemson. Don't piss me off so much about your fade material against Clemson, your fade material in a bowl. All right. You're smoking mirrors all season. Tons of wins on South Carolina's schedule this year. You shouldn't have won. I'm sure that once I get to the end of the season, I start doing post-game win expectancies and second order win totals. Uh, your your win total should have been more like three instead of six. So good luck, Game Cox, in the next couple of games. Uh I by the way, I'm not involved in this. I I love my my people. Down in Columbia. That rooster is the most annoying thing ever. That home rooster game cock, every time you get a first down, like the, the Kansas State Wildcat, the you know, every every first down is 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 you know a little annoying, but that that rooster game cock after every first down in, in Columbia is just I mean, it's just I wouldn't even go inside the, the damn building. I would just stay out in one of those little train carts they have and drink and eat because that thing that rooster is annoying. I love Columbia. I was there for a Georgia game. We partied hard. Uh, I haven't been paying you all year. I don't have your win total under. So this is – You're mad at Colin, not me. All right, moving on. 
don't associate with gamblers. Don't talk to them. Avoid them like the plague. Hey, Stucky, you know what you avoid like the plague? Michigan's 9-2 and two against the spread record. You have taken them, let me check here, zero times. You've taken them no times. You took them against, you went against them a few times. Western Michigan, blowout. This game, blowout. Um, you might have covered when you took Wisconsin, but everyone knows Michigan covered that game, at least the spread everyone else took. Maybe think about it. Actually, don't think about it. Do me a favor. Do not take them against Ohio State because they're probably going to get trucked anyway. But uh, I feel bad for you that you've, you've missed this uh, gravy boat all season. Anyway, love you guys. Keep up the good work. By the way, I, I love people that just leave out, just leave out information. Um, uh, against Penn State, Michigan, I had the under. I didn't, I didn't fade you. Um, yeah, I had Maryland. I lose my Maryland every week. Great. Uh, what about Nebraska? Huh? What about the Nebraska game? Did you cover that one? I think you covered the close, maybe. Maybe it closed because there was so much money on Nebraska. Uh, maybe it closed two and a half, but most people got three and a half, four there. Ended three. Uh, I covered that game, Nebraska. <clears throat> Nebraska covers every game against ranked teams. So, yeah, I've lost on them. <clears throat> Let's see. I had the under one and one. I don't know. I'm like two and one and two and four on Michigan games. The Crimea River. Congrats. Enjoy it. What are you calling me for? The biggest problem is you taking Maryland every week. I, I, I jumped oh, yeah. off the boat. I jumped off the Maryland boat. Here's the here's my here's my season in summer. That three thirty slate summarized my entire season. Navy treats me so well. They always cover for me. And Nebraska. I'm uh, 7-0 in Nebraska games this year now. It started with that Illinois under to start the year. Even those who got in late got the missed extra point. And then I've had them every time as an underdog. Uh, It's been amazing. And then in Maryland, just vomit. I tweeted out. I said, if I bet Maryland next week, you can delete my app. You can block my Twitter account. I had to put that out there because I'm, I'm not disciplined enough not to do it. So yeah, there who's Maryland have next week. Rutgers, which I have the Maryland season win total over five, five and a half. So I'm already betting Rutgers just to get, you know, I mean, it's like a four unit play for me. It's like a, it's a over a dime bet for me on a season win total. So it's a, I, I need them to beat Rutgers pretty bad. Um, no, but big win, huge win in a, in a bad spot. You guys dominated, uh, go big blue. It looks like, I don't know. What, what is that Ohio state line going to open up now? It's weird. Cause it's a, look at it was like four and a half. Some places, six and a half. Michigan dominated, but Ohio state, the, everyone saw that. I mean, this line might go up to like 10 now. As of this morning, uh, uh, DraftKings uh, opened at eight and a half and it dropped down to eight. So we'll see. Hey, Stuck. Um, just watching Michigan and Maryland right now. 59 to 18 right now, five and a half minutes. Just wanted to give you the number 1 800 Gambler. Concerned about a loved one right now, continuing to bet Maryland. This poverty team, this poverty offense, poverty defense, poverty everything. Just give it a call. Go Terps. Stuck, Colin. I know they don't matter anymore, but Arizona State just loves to beat me in the heart, man. Unbelievable. We're actually going to lose to Oregon State. And yes, they're having a good year. But are you kidding me? From Stucky faking that we were going to be a top five program to losing to Oregon State, the Pac-12 South is bad. And we're somehow worse. Absolutely 
fucking ridiculous. I'm gonna lose it. I hope the entire program gets clean from this investigation. We need something new. Jaden Daniels can't throw. Whatever. Let's win some money something else some other weekend. Oregon State had 46 rushing attempts to so just 18 passing attempts. And in those 46 rushing attempts, they averaged 5.2 yards per carry, and they were only stuffed 11 times on the night. So whatever's going on with Arizona State's rush D, if you can't stop the Beavers from running the ball, they're constantly going to be in standard downs. They're constantly going to move the chains, and they've been really good in the red zone this season. And that's where the Sun Devils also fell, 2.3 uh, average points uh, per possession past the 40-yard line on their drives. Uh, that's a big reason why they ended up with just 10 points. But more importantly, Oregon is struggling against teams that can run the ball. And Oregon State is just on point right now on the ground. So something to watch here with the Civil War. Yeah, Arizona State also wasn't at full strength for that game. And they're clearly kind of checked out. But Darian Butler, Buckus Award, semifinalist, uh, one of the best linebackers in the country, uh, was ruled out before the game. And a couple other starting defenders as well. But Butler against... Him, his loss against uh, Oregon State in particular was huge. But, yeah, Arizona State's done. Colin, uh, man, I'm just chilling here. Cash my Notre Dame over, win total ticket. Uh, last week, eight and a half, cash nine and a half today. Biggest bet of the preseason for you. That's, that's got to hurt, man. Uh, I'm just glad that you didn't pick something based on a, an orange out at UTSA like you did last week. I mean, what a handicap, an, an orange out at UTSA. That is just really riveting stuff there, man. Man, I, I hope you can get one winning week before the season ends. Yeah, well, you know, we also cashed a, uh, a Utah to win the South plus 650. But I would say with your three units that you won on your Notre Dame over, you should go down and trade your cricket phone in. Uh, a better connection and a faster internet service will help you get the best line when you take Notre Dame overs every single year. Congratulations. Well, you have a new enemy now. All right, moving on. Colin Stuck, what the is up? We just beat the out of SC, UCLA, baby. 62 points in a rivalry game. I get that SC's down, but they are absolutely f***ing miserable. UCLA's figuring this out. They're going to chip Kelly's going to get this rolling for the next year. DTR season in full effect. Out. Colin Stucking, just gone from Iowa again. Uh, I got two things first. First, Navy, ECU. Come on, man. Like, that's some pussy ass. Come on, God. Feel good to win the game. Do you not let the servicemen. It's a military appreciation month. Why can't you let the servicemen win a game? That was a juicy mother money line. 200 plus? Oh, my God. And then, uh, you know, Iowa State. Come on, man. Why, why did I? Well, why, better judgment. I should have just been like, all right, I'm going to be a square inch. Take the God damn Oklahoma minus whatever. I'm like, come on. That was just piss and poor. I should have known better. Don't trust Iowa State in the God regulars. You pretty as done. Week rolls on. On to the next. Love you guys. Peace out. What did I bet? Oklahoma? I bet Texas Tech would ever bet that. I would not bet them again. I was there about 100 out of 100 times. I actually would bet more knowing how that game played out. Uh, just a couple bad bounces that happens. One nugget you should take into the into the Bedlam game this weekend. Oklahoma had 30 rushing attempts. They were stuffed on 16 of them. 53% of runs. And their quarterback went 8 of 18 for 80 yards.
Yeah. And that's what veers the number off a little bit. I mean, Iowa state just shot themselves in the foot, three offensive turnovers, uh, only averaged three points inside the 40 yard line on scoring attempts. Um, All the fumbles bounced their way. They had a fumble bounce their way for a touchdown, a fumble in the end zone bounces to their offensive linemen. And there's two 14 point swings right there. Iowa state wins. If those bounces go differently. And one final stat, Iowa state eight passes over 15 yards. Caleb Williams only had two. So you can't convince me to take OU this weekend. Yeah, Oklahoma State should win that game. What's that word you said? Do you say Ute? What is a Ute? A Ute is a team that just won me a little over four and a half units. Two guys out of the woodwork today. Hit me up. Hey, is Oregon really getting three points today? Can you get me in? Sure, no problem. So I take, uh, I hold two of these bets, okay? I feel bad taking my friend's money. Nope, they should have listened to the podcast. And did I also collect their vigs? You're damn right I did. <laughs> you want to dance, you got to pay the fiddler. McMurphy, you silver fox looking mother Peace. You always get a McMurphy shout in there. <laughs> Just the silver right. Oh, by the way, yeah, Utah was dominant. How do you punt that if you're Oregon at the end of the half? There's eight seconds left. This is one of the best punt returners in the country that's been there for 25 years at the program. I mean, you tweeted out, hey, Cristobal, go inside the locker room and yell at your players. You have to wonder, like, if at some point it's like, we're just not going to show anything in the second half. We'll take a deep shot pass with Anthony Brown here. We got seven on the board, but, like, are we done showing anything until we get to the – hopefully get to the Pac-12 championship game? I mean, it was a very dreadful second half. that I'd, Oregon was not ready for that whatsoever. It was an assault. Yeah, just absolutely dominant. Were, I mean, the night slate was so bad on Saturday. Unfortunately, there's just nothing to nothing to sweat. Like even not not as a better. Like I just no drama in any of the games. Unless you want to stay up and watch pick sixes by Hawaii on your Colorado State bet. Well, there's still no drama. <laughs> Everything was a blowout from like seven o'clock on. Oh, D. You is there any team hotter? Oh my gosh, what a money line outright win! That is so f-ing great. Next week, ODU at home versus Charlotte Club Lit ain't ready for Hayden Wolf. ODU baby, ODU. What a coaching job, by the way. Uh, one of the best coaching jobs of the country. This is a team that I could not catch up on. I always show value against them. And I, I was trying to adjust so fast because their defense is playing so well. This is a team that was so bad in 2019. Didn't play last year. So if my prior on them, I was like, I don't know. I'll throw a dart and say they're the, one of the three worst teams in the country uh, before the year. But they're, they, they've they been playing really good football. They can get the bowl eligibility next next week. All right? I think they're five and six. Yeah, they're a team. Somehow, but they're a team we're going to keep on betting on. I think the, the narrative was really Ricky Rain, who was the former offensive coordinator of Penn State. And he we – I believe he was being elbowed out of his job and not getting results uh, for the Nittany Lions while he was there. So when he took the job with ODU before the pandemic hit, uh, you know, we didn't very ha- have very high expectations for ODU, but they figured it out. They're playing defense, and this is a bet-on team uh, this week and in bowl season if they make it. ODU, baby. 
it's not a bad beat because the Huskers won, but Jesus Christ, another one-score game loss. Uh, Scott Frost, we say you need to hire a special teams uh, next season, have a special teams coordinator, a new one, but you got to get, you got to have a special teams coordinator to originally to fire one to replace one. Uh, Adrian Martinez, great man, great leader, great warrior. 15 chances this season to either tie or take the lead on a final drive. Zero points, zero points at all, zero. One less than one, zero. Scott Frost, great guy, got to get him together next year. Come on, man. Stucky calling. I'm in the bathroom at this bar, middle of halftime. This is your resident K-State caller, by the way. I cannot believe this first half was decided by two punt calls. There's a muff punt to start the game, as well as the fake kick-catch interference. Unbelievable. If anyone else in this bathroom, I think I'm insane. Hey, we're down 10 and a half. We just need one score. Everything's back. I cannot believe I got all of Gambling Nation on Kansas State this week. I'm not worried. I'm very worried. If, you, if K-State doesn't come back and win this game, if I'm in a ditch. Colin, Stucky, this is your resident Kansas State fan. All I have to do is apologize. I'm sorry I brought you guys on the Kansas State train. Play. We got outplayed. Colin Stuck coming to you live from Waco, Texas. Shikam Bears. God, you guys are idiots. God, oh, Colin, best bet of the weekend. K-State minus one. Man, this feels good to say. At least you guys got Gary Bohannon's real name right. You actually said Gary. Congrats. Oh, my God. Oh, K-State missed a 25-yard field goal. We like field goal. God, you guys are idiots. Keep fading the Bears. Sick them always. That's uh, uh, quite interesting. Kansas State, 0.8 points per possession inside the 40. They choked in scoring position. Skylar Thompson was uh, not uh, very good. Even Will Howard was not very good. I mean, this is still a team that, I don't know, that they were pathetic when they got into scoring position. Could never get anything going past 10 points. Why did I not call in against uh, the after TCU game? Um, interesting. <laughs> I, I gave credit. I, I'll give credit to the, the Baylor defense, but uh, Bohannon went out. This guy's been deteriorating, just giving games away, trying to give games away. It's five, six picks in his last four games and only five touchdowns. And he got hurt, and Shapin came in and was very efficient for the 16, entire second half. 16 to 21 for Shapin. I mean, that's it. It's 137 yards. That's good. So I, I, none of the Bohannon mistakes that you get every week. And, uh, they ended up winning, but I got to give the defense credit. And uh, Kansas State, I hold your head up high, man. I, I like them too, and uh, I love how you apologize for leading everyone to Kansas State, <laughs> and then you try to lead them back to them next week. So we'll see. I, I All be- right, good, good stuff, God. I believe this is also a guy that sent me a five paragraph email about Kent state, my personal email. So uh, I think that he might have been calling in to apologize. To loop back, just one more thing on the voicemails about Wisconsin and Nebraska. Braylon Allen, seventeen years old. 228 yards, average 10.4 per carry in three TDs. I can't wait to see this dude run against Ohio State's defensive front. I, I mean, that's just going to be prime time. He's amazing. Awesome. I also just – I really want to see Ohio State's offense versus Georgia's defense. I hope that's the national title. Yeah. All right. Before we get out of here, just – there's no need for three downs because we have a lot to do and we'll be back in a couple of days. Let's just give one look for next weekend – uh, I'll give two quick ones. Uh, I, Nebraska, anything under a field goal, I'm playing them. I don't think that they've quit. They're still fighting hard. This is all they do. I, I can't see Iowa moving the ball on the Nebraska defense. And Nebraska, they've treated, treated us too well. This is their last game of the year. They're not going to a bowl. And uh, Oklahoma State, I've come around on them. Offense has been better with Martin back, but it's a defense. is just on another level. And Caleb Williams is lost right now, lost. 
he was the last two weeks. He looks like he he drops back in the pocket and goes brain dead. And this is an Iowa State secondary that's been giving up three, four hundred yards to everyone that's played, and he went eight of eighteen for eighty yards. I do not see how he has any success against this this secondary, which is just surgical right now. They are so physical, and they are getting tons of pressure. Caleb Williams, I think, is going to have another bad game. Uh, give me the pokes. Two look aheads for you next week. Uh, I think everybody should pay attention to teams that are trying to make it to a bowl game and they're taking on teams that cannot make a bowl game. And those three teams are Ball State, West Virginia and Memphis. So I would look to get a best effort out of those teams that would love to make bowl season. Uh, but all three of them, uh, you know, Ball State with Drew Plitt having, a, uh, you know, so, so many upperclassmen on that team trying to make a bowl. Uh, West Virginia, Neil Brown needs to make a bowl for his job. And then Memphis with a freshman quarterback, definitely. Uh, is going to be pulling. So those are three teams that are facing teams that have no path to the postseason. So I would check those out. And that kind of leads us into Tuesday night. We have two games on Tuesday night uh, and Ball State specifically trying to make it to bowl season, going up against a Buffalo team where Kyle Van Trees is out for the season. So, uh, you know, it's a number with Kyle Van Trees. I would make it about four, but I, it's got, I, I expect it to open probably nine, ten. I don't know, without, without Kyle Van Trees at Buffalo. Another game to keep in mind – the, the other on Tuesday night, Western Michigan at Northern Illinois. You better believe we'll be on Western Michigan somehow. We got to lose one last time on Northern Illinois. Well, I guess they're, they're going to go to the MAC championship. Northern Illinois is not playing for anything here. Right. They've already locked up the division. They're already going to the MAC championship. Western Michigan is six and five. And here's something to keep in mind. Every year you see teams, teams in the MAC that are six and six that get left out of not every year, but a lot of years. And Lester. Tim Lester, the coach for Western Michigan, his first year in Western Michigan was in 2017. And they went six and six and they got left out of a bowl. So that's something that was probably, you know, hit them hard. Like, all right, it's my first year as a head coach. We went six and six. So I'm sure that that'll be a motivating factor here for Western Michigan. This is a Northern Illinois team that could be two, they could be two and nine, um, that they've yeah. just won every game by one point. I think I'm hoping that this opens. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much love there is in Northern Illinois. I make this like, let's see, with the spot nine or 10. I just went under seven. Maybe we can get like four. Um, what's so? I, I, <laughs> I'll be looking at, uh, I don't know what, we, what we'll get here. I'm way off on Northern Illinois every week. So I think they stink. Um, and we'll lose money on them. They'll end up winning by one. So uh, maybe we'll get Western Michigan plus. Three and a half, because then you're guaranteed to win. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge discrepancy in what Northern Illinois is doing versus what odds makers or myself or even SP Plus. This is a game that I make a pick, and SP Plus actually makes Western Michigan minus two and a half. So uh, this is a really big spot, and you're right. When there, oh, this is yeah, this is at Northern Illinois. I make it like seven. I make it like minus minus seven with the spot included because Northern Northern Illinois played for nothing. So there's a good chance that they rest guys, there's a good chance that they don't play it. I, I mean, you could see them pull starters. Um, this game means nothing to them, absolutely nothing. And it's not like they're trying to knock Western Michigan off from anything. Yeah, and Western Michigan has all the goods on the offensive side of the ball. This Northern Illinois defense is just smoking mirrors, 118th in defensive finishing drives, almost dead last in line yards and havoc, and they can't defend the rush. And Western Michigan is one of the best rushing teams in the nation. So yeah, definitely a play here on the Broncos. Uh, but 
130th in special teams. Special teams, yeah. Northern Illinois special teams have been good. So scary. But, yes, Broncos are the side. All right, that'll do it for us. We have to go find some winners for this week. We will be back early this week. We will have our group of five podcasts. Those guys have been killing it on tomorrow and Tuesday. And then we will have our episode on Wednesday for you guys previewing next week's slate. We have games on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So uh, it's time for us to go get to work. Appreciate all of you guys calling in to the voicemail. As always, you guys help make the show great. And uh, it's time for us to go get to work. We'll catch you all later. Cheers. Peace out. Peace out.